When you first heard that Merrick Watts was going on the SAS show, didn't that make you laugh? Uh, no, I was interested because he's an ex-radio guy, but he's also a stand-up comedian. We've been talking about SAS Australia because one of the things I like about it is putting these people that we know into these super uncomfortable situations. And yep. last night's was particularly bad because it was called pressure. Uh-huh. So what they were trying to do was break. And there was a moment where the actual SAS guys were saying, we need to weed out the weak ones. Let's mm-hmm. just keep hammering them until they say that's enough. Mm-hmm. But one of them was, as we were talking about Merrick Watts, who is now walked away from radio and he's doing a lot more stand-up comedy and what's great about this season is they've brought in the UK SAS trainers because they don't know the celebrities so they're not tainted at all by who they are probably the only one they've got a vague uh, recollection of is Shane Warne's son because they know who Shane Warne is but the rest of them it's just here's a bloke and what are you doing so they pull Merrick Watts in because in the water situation he wasn't coping very well so they pull him in to be interrogated and they put like full-on um, masks over their faces and yeah, they get yeah. dragged them in like in the middle hostage. of the night. Like it's 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 nuts. Yeah. Anyway, so they sit down and they say to Merrick, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And this is what happened. What do you do, number 10? I'm a comedian stuff. Oh, <laughs> come on. The most serious bloke I've met. <laughs> that doesn't say a lot about my comedy then, does it? <laughs> I would never have guessed that. What I see is someone that's very serious. So there you go. Yeah. So it got me thinking about there must be so many comedians that we see on stage and think you are absolutely hilarious, yeah. but in real life are quite serious individuals. Yeah, and that, I wanted to know who they are. Let it be clear. On my website, it says Terry Hansen has worked with all the biggest names in Australian comedy for over 30 years without actually becoming one of them. And that's because <laughs> I MC and I set up the crowd and I set up the people backstage. But you do have to watch out for some guys. You know those deadpan comics? You really liked over the years, like the um, Elliot Goblet years ago, doing all the corporate stuff. Some of them are absolutely deadpan. Elliot would come up to you and said, how are you going to introduce me? How are you going to put me on stage? Careful, no. So it's not an act. That's who he is. I've got a persona to do this. And I've got a big name. They'll be very, very tense with you. Then I go out and do my stick and he goes, oh, no, you're okay. It's going to be all right. You have to prove yourself. Some people who've got uh, like big big, uh, comedy persons outside. George Smelovich, around the time he recorded I'm Tough, which is the biggest selling uh, comedy single release in Australia, even to this day. But George was always on it, always on about work. And you'd be backstage, he's about to go, about to go on, and he just suddenly go, how you going? He's right in your face. All right, mate, getting some work? Yeah, yeah, getting a bit here and there. Then he suddenly stopped. Where? Where are you getting the work? Who's booking you? Oh, so What's he's going a slightly on? paranoid guy. But he also, it's part of his aggression. He just wants to get there and get it up and happening. Um, ostentatious, what are you doing? How do you get to be MC for me? I'm the most amazing act in Australia right now. <laughs> but he used himself to really, really pump himself up. So not a funny guy off stage, but got on stage and just nailed it. And away they go. And there are some people that are consistently funny um, all the time. I think uh, uh, Kitty Flanagan, it just doesn't matter where Kitty is, when she shows up, she looks at you like you're a bit of an idiot and t- she'll just fire in on stage, off stage all the time. That first date was a bit hairy when he said to me, do you mind if we go past work? Uh, I just need to pick something up. And I went, okay. And then as we went, I went, oh, my God, I'm willingly going to my own death. He's going to take me to a cemetery, kill me, and then kick me into a grave he prepared earlier. But the one guy who is... she's funny. She is very funny all the time, but on and off stage, she's great. You always want to see Kitty and go, this is going to be a good night. But the one guy who's a great guy, and he's a great comedian, and he will unashamedly tell you, I am not funny off stage. And who's that? I got to tour with him so I could have the beers people would buy him because he doesn't even drink after a show. He says to me, Tez, everyone comes up to me after a show and says, what's your life like? And I think, well, I just spent an hour and 10 minutes talking about it. (laughs) And that's this guy.
That happened every day, like it's on the roof all day. So by the time you turn up the comedy store, like your just brain was baked. Everyone <laughs> thinks you're laid back. You're just rooted. But, but that was the thing. Carl's there saying, I, I think you know, I'm a bit oh, I think you seem the same. Oh. I'll just put you on. You'll be right. But five minutes in, it wasn't real good. Wasn't it? No. Well, it was, it was, it was still good. I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh, no one would have noticed. <laughs> no. Oh, he's laid back tonight. Yeah. Unashamedly, self-admittedly, unfunny off stage, and he saves a lot for the show. There you go. Uh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. That's my favourite Carl Barron words.